Today's episode is brought to you by Mission Aware. Mission Aware is a lifestyle brand on mission to the glory of God. You can head on over to missionaware.com slash docandevo for deals and discounts on all of their products. Be sure to enter the discount code docandevo. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm hanging out on my back porch with my man, Jimmy Fowler. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm the man, Jimmy Fowler, hanging on the back porch with Joe Thorne, lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. Back porch time. Back. It's, oh, it's so great out. Man, blue skies, mm. chilling, mm. kids are jumping on the trampoline in the Cigars. back. Cigars. Bourbon. You know what? We're going to have to... I'll do a little video. Show them the whole backyard. Show them mm-hmm. the kids jumping around. Yep, yep. So you guys can see it. It's a good time. Yeah, show us all the, the immense wealth that you've accumulated as lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. Well, not just as lead pastor. My wealth has been accumulated through the very successful uh, volumes mm. that I've written. Well, you know, what have you books, written? The tomes. Well, what have that you written? I have, well, I've written a book called Note to Self. Oh, I remember that one. I read yeah, that. That's I, a good I, book. What else? I've got these these three books that just came out with Moody. Fantastic. You know, the trilogy for, on the yeah, church. It's yep. all about the church, partnering with For the Church, yep. FTC.co. Bam. It's been great. I wrote this excellent book called Experiencing the Trinity. Wait, what? And it, what? What would you write that? Experience the is Trinity. Is that coming out? Is that forthcoming? No, that's been out for Be years now. Be on the lookout now. for Joe Thorne's no, new book. No, it's been out. It's been out. You know what I'm talking Trinity. about. You've read Put the book. By... Have you read that book? Yeah. Who's who's it by? It's by me. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but right. who's putting it out? Crossway? Why, why are you playing? Don't be playing. I'm just saying. All right. That's All right. fantastic. Wonderful book. So we're on the back of 2018. You know what we need to do? There's a grill over there. Next yeah. time, <laughs> next yep. time we need to fire that grill up. Yeah, man, grill grill some food to go mm. with this stuff. It'd be good. It'd be great. All right, this might become our Sunday routine when the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Kick back. Oh, I like it. Relax. I mean, we've, as everybody knows, you know, it's illegal to smoke in the church in it's, any office in Illinois, for that matter. Yeah. So, uh, being good law-abiding citizens and, and having and been rebuked by our wives, uh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember that. That happened uh, two ni- one night ago? Last night? Two nights ago? What day are we? It's Sunday. Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. I don't remember being rebuked. Well, you can call it whatever you want, tomato, tomato. But, I remember um, being encouraged that we are fantastic husbands, uh, really godly men. I don't know and, uh, that that was stellar, any, in the conversation. Uh, fathers no, of our children. I don't think we talked and about I, that. I, that's all I remember from that evening is how romantic and... Yeah, How I think awesome that we are. That was the mojitos talking right there. I think that's. I think uh, the mojito was telling me I was a stellar man. <laughs> that <laughs> every, place, mo- every mojito, I felt better. That mojito, that might have been the best mojito I've ever had. Mm. And uh, so far, the ones that I make at home are better than I've had out. Not there. No, that that's good. <laughs> oh my god, they good there. That was really good. So we're hanging out on the back porch. We're recording some podcasts and um, having a good time. Yep. You might hear kids in the background or. A plane flying overhead. I wish I had a little thing I could put my thing right here. What do you mean? Like a because like right here I got to lean right there. I can't oh, just have a yeah. thing right I here. Can, I, I'm gonna keep mine down by on the floor by me. All right. All right. Next time we'll, I'll try and do better. Yeah, you need to do better. I'm sorry. Why I spent like 30 minutes setting up just for you. So when you showed up, you could well, just sit you know down what? If you had put another 10 minutes, it would have been perfect. I do have a table that would sit right yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I want next. Yeah. Time. All right. So um, what are we gonna be talking about today? We're going to be talking about man's chief end. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Kind of obvious. Kind of on the nose for a Reformed Baptist podcast. Really? You think so? Yeah. Everybody talks about man's chief end. I guess so. Well, it's either that 
or regulative principle? Boy, reform guys love to talk about the regulative oh, principle. They find the it under every bush. It doesn't even they matter. Do. Used to be limited atonement back in the day. Not anymore. Nope, not anymore. Regulative, regulative principle. principle. <laughs> I'm the regulative principle hunter. Regulative principle sounds like an 80s cop TV show. The regulative principle. That's what it sounds like. Bump bum. Like it would follow TJ Hooker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good right there. I'd watch that show. I'd watch it. Well, you watch everything. You watch the dumbest. You watch NCIS. I do, I, you watch NCIS. I do watch it. And you know, it's an old man show. It is not an old man It isn't. Man you, show. old men, and my daughter Catherine are the only ones that I know that watch NCIS. See, Catherine has good taste. You probably watch te- the Tom Selleck TV shows too, don't you? Yeah, you No did. comment. Yeah, that's what I thought. No You comment. like that mustache, don't you? <laughs> Tom Selleck. I, okay, I'll admit, I got a man crush on Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is awesome. Tom Selleck is your man crush? One of them. I got a few. Wait, wait, who? All right, I don't know. Stop. Tom Selleck is Tom like- Se- the- Okay, fine. Number one. Your number one is Tom Selleck. Nah, I don't see number one, but top top three. Okay, top three. Okay, only give me your top three. Tom Selleck. Who's another Ooh, one? I'd have to think about this. I don't know now. Okay, so uh, definitely Tom Selleck is up mm-hmm. there. Um, let's see. I would say if I had to think of another dude. I know this is getting really weird right now, but no, 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 I want to no, no. I'm, I'm trying to think like because I've never heard Joe talk about Tom Selleck like this. Oh, Tom Selleck. Okay, is... just, I don't want you to talk about him. I'm oh, saying okay. fine. Who are the other two? All right, let me think here. Give me uh, one more. If you can't. All right, ready? Yeah. I'll tell you. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Okay. All right, man. Come right, on. Third. Manly dude. Third. Pretty awesome. Uh, all right, Tom Selleck. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I have to give you one more. Yep. Okay. So a guy. Oh. Well. No. No. I don't think so much. I was gonna. I was gonna say Bruce Willis, but no. That ain't gonna okay. Work. Okay. As, as an actor, but no. 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 I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think I got two. They're top two. That's your top two. Yeah. Top two is Tom Selleck. Oh. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood Boom. is your third. Yeah. All right. Those are men. Okay. I like those guys. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna talk about something better. Yeah, we're going to talk about man's chief end. What is man's chief end? Uh, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Right, out of the Westminster Shorter Catechism, repeated in the Baptist Catechism, right? Mm-hmm. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So when we're talking about this, when it was put together this way, um, what do we mean? What, what does it mean to say that something is our chief end? It means it's, a, it's our, our purpose. It's our main uh I guess calling. Would you use right. that word? Our main calling, or yeah, uh, our main job. You know, yeah, right. So that we we're talking about our primary responsibility. I love to do that. Of course, Jimmy wants to know if he can put his feet on the glass. I know but it's glass patio coffee table. Of course, oh. you can. My feet were up there the whole first two well, podcasts. It's your house. Um, if I can do it, you can do it here. No, for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so yes, purpose, calling, job. Right. This is our. This is every person's God-given, not just mandate, but calling. And it's important because you know most people think about what's my calling in life. You know what? What am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And we always think about it as something that's very individualized, hyper individualized. All right, hang on. I got to help Jim here. No, stop. So Jimmy, when you're on the back porch, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying to to knock the ash off of his cigar on on the back porch. And he doesn't want to lean forward into the ashtray, but he doesn't want to dump it on the uh, the porch like some kind of heathen. So here's what you do. Ready, Jimmy? I'll show you what I do when I'm sitting out here by myself late at night. But I saw you over there hitting it on the pillow, and I don't want to hit the pillow. No, I didn't hit the pillow. All right. So here's what you do. You take like three good puffs, right? So they hold it like this, and then you just knock it. Boom! And it'll fly. And it just got No, I'm not, that wasn't long enough. I was showing you. Yeah, see, just like that. That's, that's what, what I do. All right, keep going. All right. 
So you a lot found of people, your calling right there. A lot, a lot of people uh, individualize it. Like, well, what's my calling? What's my purpose? Yeah. And while you do have a calling, while you do have a purpose, there is something greater that is true of everyone. Mm. Everyone's primary calling, purpose, the reason you exist is one thing made up of two parts. To glorify God. Right. And to enjoy Him forever. Right. It's one thing made up of two parts. That is the whole of life. If you can, if you can figure out why you're here. That's the secret that unlocks all of life. When I was a kid, I was a little kid, I would ask my mom and dad, why are we here? What's the point? What's the purpose? I don't understand why we exist. And my dad would say things like, like any good non-Christian man would say, he's like, well, your purpose in life is to be a good person, mm-hmm. uh, to get married, have kids, and work hard, and have a good job. Yeah, yeah. And I would ask, like, okay, so what if, what if I find out that I'm not a good person? And what if I never get married? Then Does that mean that I failed? I don't have as, a purpose. A, yeah, yeah. It would really frustrate me as a little kid. And um, so coming to the Christian faith and beginning to understand, and, and really every Christian I know, regardless of whether or not they are Reformed, they all tend to agree we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him, right? Well, I mean, part of that is, you know, they we've read 1 Corinthians 10.31. Right. Right, where Paul says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Right, this is a biblical concept. Yeah, we understand that that all of life is seen in this regard, that— whether it's it's at work or at the church or in the house, uh, everything that we do is, is meant to glorify God. And if, it, if you can't glorify God in it, you need to lay it aside. Mm-hmm. right? All of these things come into play. Now, there isn't a verse in Scripture that simply says man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. But we yeah. do see this refrain like you brought up in 1 Corinthians or in Colossians chapter 3. Listen to this. All right. It says in verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Even if you go down to verse 23, it hits on this again. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So even in our work, like you were saying, Jimmy, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, we are glorifying God. Now, what does it mean, though, to glorify God? Like, uh, like a big picture style. I mean, like if just like in the, if you were to say glorifying God means one thing, how would you explain that to your ki- one of your kids? Um, I would say doing that which I would use the word points to. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or you could say testifies, but I, for my kid, I would say it points to uh, the goodness of God. Right, right. In all things. You can kind of think about it as either like a, a telescope mm. or a magnifying glass, right? So a magnifying glass helps you to see the details of something that you would otherwise not see. Yeah. Or a telescope helps you to see something that's much bigger, of course, that you wouldn't otherwise see. When we glorify God, we are making much that's right. Of what is true about him. That's right. right? So we are magnifying him. We are ex- exalting him in word or deed in ways that people can begin to at least, at least catch glimpses of the, of the beauty of God. That's right. The way that I talk about glorifying God is simply to magnify or make much of him. But we, we kind of need to think about the glory of God uh, in a couple of different ways. So... We can glorify God, yeah. which is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But then there is the glory of God. Now, the glory of God 
is, I, I like to describe it as, it is everything that is true about God yeah. that makes him beautiful. Okay, so it is his glory. You can't add to his glory. No, no. I mean, it's his, that he's, he's, he's holy, like he's, he's good, he's forgiving, he's loving, it, the supremacy of God um, in all things. I mean, everything that kind of, I guess, points to his worship, his, right, to worship right. him for all these things in creation um, around us and, and just even us, every breath that we take. So his is, person is and his works. Yep. Everything that is true about God, that is his glory. It is, it, it's manifested in Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes depicted as brightness. Yeah. Right? It is the, the brightness of his, of his character and all of these things. Or even that, that weightiness. Right, the weight, yeah, the weight of God's care, the weightiness of God's care. It's another way that it's, it's depicted among theologians. And it's so, something that, like, and I think that's the part with supremacy, and there's something that is so glorious about God is that's nothing that can be added to God. It's just who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't add anything to it. We're just, I think as you even talked about it, we're just, like, pointing to it or reflecting it uh, to those around us. Right, we can't make the sun brighter. No, but we can reflect it. Mm-hmm. Right, you can reflect it with a mirror or a glass. Um, you know, if you have solar panel panels, you can absorb its its brightness and its light, and you can use that to fuel other other machines or things. So, the glory of God is what it is. We glorify God by reflecting His glory yep. back to Him and to others. Now, when I talk to my kids about this, and I've been talking to my kids a lot about it at the dinner table. Um, when I ask them, how do we glorify God? Their first instinct is to say, well, by praying. Well, that's Talking true. to God, yeah. Right? We, we glorify God by praying. Because what are we doing when we pray? I mean, we're uh, we're leaning in on Him. Right. We're, we're trusting Him. We're having faith that He is the only one that can provide and that He hears mm-hmm. and that He is exactly. good. Right, right. So, yes, we absolutely do pray. And then I'll say, how else do we glorify God? And they'll say, well, by worshiping Him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, these are all... True things, but they tend but they don't to, stop there. No, no, it goes into all these other areas, right? Mm-hmm. You can glorify God in your recreation and in your vocation. Mm-hmm. We can glorify God while we're recording the podcast and enjoying a good cigar, and we can glorify God. Listen, I'm just going to be really direct. You can glorify God in everything that you do, from you know working late at night in a, in a grind job that you don't enjoy. It's in and of itself to uh, enjoying sex with your spouse. You mm-hmm. can glorify God in all of these. So one very unenjoyable, one very enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. You can do all, you can glorify God in all of this. The old Baptist catechism for boys and girls uh, answers it this way, right? So when you when you're reading through the Baptist catechism for kids, it says um, uh, how can you glorify God? And the answer that is supposed to be memorized is by loving him and doing what he commands. I like that. Right, very simple. By loving him, and a part of loving him is faith, right? It is, apart from faith, we cannot please God. So it's it's faith that is connected to love, and faith and love, of course, produces obedience, and that transcends any one circumstance into every circumstance. Mm-hmm. So we can glorify God in all times, at all ways. And I like that. It's not that we glorify God by only obeying him, mm-hmm. right? But that obedience is a fruit of our love for him. It is, yes, exactly, exactly. So that's that's why. But it doesn't stop there, though, because that, that's the thing. I think sometimes we, some people would say, uh, it's we only have to love God. It's not about the law, right? Like don't right, don't have right, these right. rules and regulations because Jesus came to abolish these things. And except he says he didn't. 
Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. They yeah, say people came, Jesus came to abolish these things, and we just have this freedom. Now we have this new freedom in Christ. Um, it's all just about love. It's all just about love, right? And Jesus says, if you love me, you obey. You're going to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. That's it. And so it's the, <laughs> it's it, what the obedience, says. though, is a fruit of love, uh, of our love for him. Not the other, not, not necessarily the other way around. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's not the other way around. And so faith and love gives birth to obedience. And so if you, you know, James makes this point. If you claim to have faith but don't obey, your, your faith is dead. If you don't have works, your faith isn't real. Your love isn't real. This is the whole point of James, 1 John, and many other passages. Now, if we really want to get a grasp on this, better than like you and I riffing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd probably be good to, I don't know, maybe rely on some of the thoughts of somebody that's just a little bit smarter. Mm, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Ed Stetzer was... No, no, no. Oh. no I said smarter. Oh. Uh, so, John, well, uh, Pope Piper once no, wrote no, about... I, what, I, dude, what do I say? I said smarter than us. Oh, smarter than us. Um... Uh, so, well, Steve McCoy had this. Okay, blog you listen. Once. Look, try a Puritan. Oh, uh, I know, Thomas Watson. Thomas Watson. That's You're not going to do better than Thomas Watson. Nope. Thomas Watson talks about in this sermon that he wrote on man's chief end. He gets into the ways in which we glorify God, and he breaks it down into four basic ways. Mm-hmm. And we're going to add a fifth because maybe he's not as smart as maybe we are. Maybe he's not as smart as we are. <laughs> but hey, Joe, before we get there, yeah, why don't you uh, talk about our main man, Jeff Landon? Here's the thing about Jeff Landon. If you guys don't know who Jeff Landon is, I'm pretty sure you do know about his company called Missional Wear. Missional Wear mm. is a lifestyle brand that really pushes the glory of God in in these products that we were meant to enjoy. So everything from T-shirts to stickers and journals to um, glassware that yeah. you can purchase or insulated mugs and these things are branded with good artwork great artwork by artists like oh i don't know say german artist peter voth peter voth so you might know him as the guy that did a lot of work for us here at doctrine and devotion and what's what's here's what i love about mission aware you know companies are cool yeah I, I can dig a company when they're putting out good products. When you know the man or the woman behind a company and you find out that they are really good, cool, godly people, yeah. it makes the company better. Like I'm like, I agree. Landon is legit. No, and I, you know, I had an opportunity to sit down with Jeff uh, in Florida. When, oh, where where was this, Jeff? I mean, what, not Jeff. What's your name, Jimmy? Where was this, Jimmy? Where did this happen? Where did you sit down with uh, Mr. Landon? Where were you? Animal Kingdom. Oh, and where's that? Well, actually, we're in well Disney World. Yeah. Oh, we're wow! World well, la di da. Hey, everybody, was it a new month? I know you go like once a month to Disney, so I know how you guys roll. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, so Jeff was kind enough, knowing that I was with my family, to say, "Hey, man, instead of you leaving the park, I'll come meet you in the morning or in the afternoon um, at the hotel. That way, you don't have to uh, spend much time away from your family." But talking with Jeff and, and sitting there. One of the things that Jeff really impressed upon me, uh, without trying, you could just see it, was his heart for the gospel, was his heart for the glory of God. Right. And even just this whole, his his company here with Mission Aware, the whole point of it for him is, you know, how do we get, how do we proclaim God's glory more? Yeah. You know, and so I, I was just really taken aback and really uh, humbled by his love for God and his love for the glory of God, right. and his love to proclaim the gospel to the nations. Yeah, and here's the thing. I know some of you guys think like, oh, Christian t-shirts, they're cheesy, they're lame mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, here's the thing. And some are. 
Certainly some are. But here's the thing with companies like Missional, and Missionalware in particular. They're actually reflecting a Puritan practice. Yep. The Puritans would oftentimes engrave scripture and sayings in many of their even household products. I have these photographs of some of the Puritan kitchenware where they would engrave scripture on them to remind them of the things that actually matter. And so this is actually uh, not a weird thing. It's, it's, it's a very Christian thing. It's a historic thing. It's even a Puritan thing. And the products that he's putting out are very, very high quality. And when he said, we know I, I got a bunch of Mission Aware stuff. I love Mission Aware. When Jeff said, hey, I want to sponsor the podcast, mm-hmm. we were like, wow, we're honored. We're yeah. honored to do that because um, we like what you're doing, man. We really do. So we want you guys to head on over to Mission Aware. But don't just, don't just Google Mission Aware. Head on over to missionalware.com slash Doc and Devo. Mm. If you do that, he's going to know that you're coming from us, coming from our podcast. That'll let him know that you're listening and you're checking it out. Go check it out. And if you want to buy something, and I know you're going to want to buy something, use the promo code Doc and Devo. D-O-C-A-N-D-D-E-V-O. Use that promo code and you're going to get 10 bucks off of any purchase of $50 or more. So instead of paying fifty bucks, you'll only spend like forty bucks, and I don't know, but that sounds like half no, off to me. It does it's not something sound like that. Like, it's I don't not know. Half I can't off. do the math. I'm just saying it's a it's lot. Not half it's a lot. It's, it's not. Is it a lot? I think it, I think it's a good chunk of his. Th- that's a really good. So I don't know what the. I can't do the math, but ten dollars. Father's Day is coming up, ladies. Grab it. Get some stuff for your man. Yeah. And men, just because it's Father's Day doesn't mean you can't get something for your ladies. On Father's Day? Why not? Turn it around on him. You know what? She'll never expect it. Oh, boom. You just drop that. You do it. He's like, I know it's Father's Day. I know you got me something. I got you something too, baby. Because I always think of you and and I appreciate that's what you're gonna do. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, babe. Appreciate you, babe. <laughs> good. <laughs> that there was you go. good. All right, we like this. That was good. All, All right. right, so Joe. Uh back to Watson. Watson, his four ways. We're adding a fifth because well Because we're the Jofo. Yeah, we're that's the what Jofo. we do. We like to add. Mm. All additives add, yeah. included. So first of all, one of the things that he says, if you want to glorify God, you glorify God through what he calls appreciation. He explained that to glorify God means to set God highest in our thoughts and to have a venerable esteem of him. So we glorify God when he is exalted in our minds and in our hearts, when we consider him to be more valuable than anything else in all creation, when we admire him and and marvel at him for who he is and what he does, appreciation is what gives birth to something else that he talks about. Yep. Uh, adoration. Adoration. Right? And so talk about the worship of God is, you know, he is most glorified in us. And when we describe that worship and praise to him, right? Uh, and I think this is kind of probably one of the the areas I struggle with the most. In, in my personal, I don't know if you, I don't know about you, Joe. You probably are great at this adoration of God. Oh man, I'm all about the adoration. You're all about the adoration. Oh yeah, man. Because you it, and is that a song? All Did about the adoration. No. Okay, keep going. No, all about the bass. All about that bass. That's a song. Okay. That's okay. a totally different thing. That's not. That's not a God glorifying thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, you can't adore God until yeah. you appreciate him, right? Yeah, absolutely. So appreciation gets to adoration. And, and I think it's, and for me, though, I, this is where the part I struggle with, uh, I focus a lot of that on Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, and you should. the physical aspect of praise and worship. But I think there's, whether you eat or drink, all do the glory of God. I think there's, there's, there's so much more that I could be adoring God in my day-to-day life uh, when I'm at the office yeah. or when I am um, at home, 
Right. Even even right now, we're sitting on the porch enjoying these very good cigars. Mm-hmm. My two of my kids are playing in the giant trampoline in the back. They're and screaming I'm, I'm, and yelling. Dude, I'm hoping one of them gets hurt. I might be like sitting here like. I can't wait for Bonger to fall. No, no, they don't. They, they first oh, you, of all, oh, wait, are you one of those parents that have the net around it? Yeah, it's got a net. Oh, you are. Okay, first of all, you want to really wow. get into this? You want to get into this? What? Do your kids wear helmets when they ride their bikes? <laughs> no. You want me to call Michelle and ask? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> You're, you, you got the helmet, kids. My kids don't wear helmets. Oh, but oh, on the trampoline they have a. It nice comes with the net. net. You didn't have to put it up. My wife put it up. Wait, why didn't you put it up? I don't put. I don't do that stuff. Oh, she did these chairs too. Didn't yeah, she you? did. She put the whole thing together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Adoration. So yeah, is, we're outside. We're smoking cigars. Oh, yeah, I was going to say you. So we adore God. Now, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not being silly here. Charles Spurgeon one time said, "I intend to go home tonight and enjoy yep. a cigar to the glory of God." How does he do that? Because when you enjoy something good, even as something as small and insignificant as a cigar or a cup of coffee, when you are thankful for it, when you see it as a gift from God. You are adoring him in his generosity and in his creativity that he gives you things to smell and taste and enjoy that you might not otherwise have if it weren't for his kindness. Yeah. Adoration transcends corporate worship. It's there, of course, in its highest form, perhaps, but it bleeds into everything else that we do. Just private and even uh, when you gather together as a family, mm-hmm. right? During your family devotions and, and in your worship, and then when you're at the office, um, there's, there are times to be able to praise God in the midst of it. Yeah. So we start off with appreciate you, God. Appreciate you, God. <laughs> appreciate you. I can't even say bro to him. No, no, you don't call God bro. So and what here's the thing about adoration. You will be handicapped mm. in your ability to pray unless you get down adoration. I agree. Because what you're doing then, because like otherwise all you got is what? Well, you're asking for stuff. Asking for things. Here, God. Please give me this. Adoration is marveling at all that God is and all that God does. And so and what so if you can't appreciate God, nor can you adore God unless you have a robust theology of God. Yeah. So everything from theology proper to the works of God to eschatology, it's all wrapped up in leading us to this place of adoration. Now what about affection? It should go yeah. even deeper than that, not just, you know, appreciating God. But actually, loving God. So this, this, and this is what Watson does. He talks about appreciation, right? Um, where he is highest in our thoughts, adoring God, so that we are praising Him and thanking Him. But then he gets to affection, yeah. which means that we are loving God. The love that a Christian has for God, of course, it is something that is born of the Spirit, and it flourishes in faith, and it is what makes our adoration and our appreciation real. Yeah, because it's not lip service. It's That's not just right. intellectual exercise. It is. It is something that Watson says. This love is exuberant. It's not a few drops. It's a stream. Yep. That's mm. Watson. That's why you read Watson. That's why you shouldn't listen That's to us I'm as much as you it. should be reading. <laughs> read Watson more than you listen to D and D. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. But don't stop listening. to Don't D&D. stop. Yeah, we need those downloads. So yeah, love, affection. These. This is what really helps us to glorify God. Now think about this. You can appreciate God, you can adore God, and you can have real love for God in any and every circumstance. It's not circumstance-dependent. No, no. It could be in every and all situations. Even as we're struggling, yep. even when things crumble around us, uh, that does not mean we we stop loving God. No. And, and in fact, oftentimes, 
appreciation, adoration, and affection flourish in those times that are most painful and difficult because it strips things away from you that you more easily rely on and look to for hope and comfort and even some sort of salvation. It forces you to go back to what is most important and what ultimately does save and preserve us, and that is our triune God. Absolutely. So he goes from appreciation to adoration to affection to subjection. Yep. Yeah. We glorify God when we obey him. Right. Because of our love, that flows out of our love for him. Right. Yeah, Watson says this is when we dedicate ourselves to God and stand ready, dressed for his service. To be subject to God means that I am following Jesus. It means that I am going to do what he calls me to do. I'm going to I'm gonna keep the law, not in order to earn God's love. I already have God's love. That's I have right. it in Christ. But now I'm going to obey him and keep the law out of a sense of thankfulness and gratitude, not just out of a sense of naked duty, but out of a sense of duty combined with love and freedom, knowing that I'm no longer condemned. I've been completely accepted. He is pleased with me, not because of me, but because of Jesus. That's right. So what can I do? That means that I can. I am now free to strive to obey, and he receives it because Christ has perfected it, and these works are done in faith and love, and he rejoices in them all. And there is no condemnation for us. Right, right. I mean, Knowing he, that we cannot faithfully and perfectly obey God, right. yet out of a love for him, we continue to to strive to obey. Absolutely. absolutely. And so... And I think also then, but knowing, and I think that's the love and trust of knowing that this is that which is good for us. Right. We can't lose, really, here. No. You can't lose because Christ has already won and done everything for us. So, Watson walks through appreciation, adoration, affection, subjection, Mm -hmm. and then... I think it's good for us to talk about something else called proclamation. Mm. And in fact, and it's not because of this, but even this today, I was preaching on the account of when Mary rushes to meet Elizabeth, when the angel tells Mary that Elizabeth is pregnant. She's six months in. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth is wicked old. She's too old to have kids. Wicked old. But she has been blessed with this child. It's going to be John the Baptist. So, Mary, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Mary runs to meet Elizabeth. And what happens then? There is this proclamation that goes back and forth. Elizabeth sees what's going on. John the Baptist leaps for joy mm. in her womb. She's filled with the Spirit along with John the Baptist. And she testifies. And then Mary, in response, offers up this song of praise. Proclamation is one of the ways in which we glorify God, and yep. you could you could you could put this under. And Watson, I think, would put this under subjection, but I want to single it out because verbally testifying to the glory of God is one yeah. of those great and primary ways that we actually do that. Like we've yeah, got testifying to, tell to the, His person and work in our lives and through our lives when times are good, but even better when times are really bad. Yep, because that's when it stands out. Oh, absolutely. When I'm weak, when I'm weak and God is strong, but God's strength and his his power, his glory is made manifest for everyone to see. How are you getting through this? What's holding you together? How can you have joy in the midst of all of this? Because Christ has conquered death. He died for me. He rose for me. He lives. He makes intercession for me. He's coming back for me. it's, It's all of these things together. We can glorify God in all situations through appreciation, adoration, affection, subjection, and proclamation. But let's talk about it specifically for just right. uh, just briefly. People want to know like, how do I glorify God when I'm at work? You know, I go I go to work, I I, I clock in, mm-hmm. and I've got responsibilities and things to do. And you know, maybe the job is hard, maybe it's not pleasant. How am I supposed to glorify God there? It's I feel like I can glorify God when I'm in church worshiping yeah, yeah, and when yeah. I'm sharing the gospel. But how do I do it there? I mean, I think one is putting in an honest day's work. 
right? Huh. Like it's easy to become distracted by social media or um, maybe not putting forth your best effort, thinking, "Well, come on, they're they're only paying me X amount. This is that they're you know I'm only going to do X amount of work, or I'm not going right. to go at it, you know, full steam or give it my all." Uh, I think when we withhold, I think. I think when we give it our all, I guess is the way I want to put it, when we give it our all at work, when we can leave the office or the factory or the landscaping or whatever, wherever you're working at, and know I have put in an honest day's work, I think that gives glory to God. It absolutely does. And this is the Protestant work ethic, mm-hmm. right? That every vocation, so far it is as it is lawful, meaning um, not against the law, it means that it is honoring to God and not a, a sinful act. Um, all employment or vocation can glorify God because ultimately, like we read in Colossians, we are not working for men, we are working for the Lord. That's right. And and so we work heartily, we work hard. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the Protestant work ethic, that you glorify God in sweeping streets as much as a missionary translating the Bible into an unknown language. That's right. God is glorified to both because both are offered up with adoration and affection and, and so forth. I think also our character, how others can view us, how we treat those around us. I know there's been times when I've lost my cool and I've like I've texted Joe or I've texted You've lost Ryan. your cool at work? You know it's true. Stop it. Oh no, I just I just want to explore this for a while. No, I mean, we're not I explore like, it. Why are you going to So do you, would you say like that you sometimes quote pop off at work? And so, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think that's glorifying to God. So I think our demeanor and how we act and how we treat those around us, whether they are colleagues or, or they might even be uh, people that we are in supervisory roles over, yeah, you know, uh, we, how we treat them is, is a reflection, right? Absolutely. And then yeah. even when we mess up, being able to go back and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have uh, lost my cool there or, or whatever else. You know, and, and part of this, part of this whole idea of, of working hard and your character means that you're willing to improve, grow and improve in your vocation, like whatever yeah. that is. Yep. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better at this because I want to honor God in this. That's right. I, and by honoring God, I'm going to honor my employer. Or we can think about it in terms of, 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 of working for, for justice in our jobs. If, if your employer is, is calling you to do something unethical, then you glorify God by not doing that thing. That's right. It may cost you your job. Yep. And in, and in losing your job, you can glorify God by standing up for righteousness, by standing up for justice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another way in which um, we, we can do it. And then I think one of the ways that I think about glorifying God in our vocation is to say, I'm getting paid to do this. And so on the one hand, to go back to your, your, your one point, like the modern day work ethic is I'm going to work as little as possible for as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. That's how most people today in America think. Yeah, yeah. Where the Christian is supposed to say, I'm going to work as hard as I can for the job that God gives me for his glory. And when I get paid, then that is a wage I've earned. Yep. But I also recognize that this is a gift that God has given me that I'm supposed to use to bless other people with. So what are you doing with the wages that you earn? Yeah. That is a way you can really glorify good. God good as point. well. All right, but what, about, what about in your recreation? How do people glorify God in their recreation? I would say being able to uh, find enjoyment in it, right? I think enjoyment in it, that that which is, and being able to find enjoyment, but somehow that it points back to um, a characteristic or a gift of, of God. Like 
I mean, let's think about uh, like Michelle. Michelle likes to paint. For her, that's 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 recreation. You yeah. know, she likes to draw. She likes to paint. And there's something artistic and creative about it. Mm-hmm. And so, if she was just painting to paint for paint's sake, um, that's one thing. But when she paints, uh, she thanks God for that ability. She thanks right. God for uh, the ability to be able to uh, to paint or to draw in such a way. Um, and she hopes and prays that it somehow glorifies God in using the gifts that God has given her. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, when I think about recreation, I know a lot of people also think about sports and games, right? Okay. So sports and games are big recreational items. Mm-hmm. They play soccer or ultimate Frisbee or Frisbee golf or they, whatever. My wife was recently, like, so like, I've been playing this game on this my phone. This pool game? This pool game where eight, you lost money? I've got... Eight ball pool. Yep, I saw uh, I saw someone tagged you on Instagram. <laughs> Steven. All right, here's the thing. Get him, Steven. Get him. Right, no, no, here's the thing. When you're at my level, which is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty respectable level. You're pretty I don't good. Know what that I'm, means. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at, at the pool game. All right, so you're 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 at a good level. I'm at a good level. The problem is, if I have to break, I'll break it, and then I might get a couple balls in, and then I'm blocked. Maybe I get maybe I get almost all my balls in. Then the ball, and then I then I can't get another. And then the next guy will clean up and sweep it all away, and then I'll lose, and I lose all my money every time. And you know what happens? You go down a level? I get angry. Oh, okay. No, I'll go down a level. <laughs> I get angry. And so my wife is telling me, like, listen, you got a bad attitude when you play that game. And I, and I was honest with her. I said, you know what? Some of these people, not you, Steven, um, I, get, I, like, I feel like, what a jerk. Like, what? Look at this. Look at this Are you idiot. serious? Oh, I do. And then here's the thing. Jimmy knows me. I'm not, like, a super competitive guy. And maybe, no. maybe this is why. Because, like, I feel like what? Look at this! Look at this idiot! Like winning, <laughs> and I'm losing. How dare he beat me at this competitive? Oh my sport? god! I'm gonna delete it. I'm gonna delete the app. Are you so really? So one of the ways in which you can glorify God in your recreation and, and whether it's sports or games is by playing and enjoying charitably, humbly. Um, good sportsmanship. Good, yeah, right. We, we talk about good sportsmanship in our culture at large, right? Because it's oftentimes non-existent, and it sounds kind of nice. But we, we really, and this is why the Puritans didn't like playing cards. It's not that they didn't like playing cards because playing cards were bad. They didn't like how they oftentimes they brought out the worst in people, like eight ball pool. <laughs> I hate that game. Or canasta. No, I'm good at canasta. We rock at canasta when we're team members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but when it's one on one, what about it? You get all. What upset. are you talking about? You get upset. I win. I don't know oh, how you talk about it. Get Pat on here. No, we'll find oh, boy. Get Pat on here. He'll tell you I win. No, he won't. Who won the last game? I did. Pat? I did. Oh, you did. Dang it. Yeah. All right, so all this to say, you can glorify God in your vocation, your recreation, yep. in your family. Whether it's, you know, just playing with your kids and giving them attention because you recognize that they are your responsibility to be a good steward of them. They're, they belong more to God than they do to you. So you, you, you love them, you cherish them, you build them up, you, you train them, and you do so understanding that this is your calling, your vocation, mm-hmm. your, your responsibilities. My wife talks about this all the time, the, and, and she'll say this. She hates laundry. Now, she hates laundry because we have four kids, uh, and uh, we just go through a lot of towels and clothes and all this stuff. But she will say, as much as I hate laundry, I do recognize that, there are, that laundry is one of the good works that God has prepared beforehand for me to walk in. So mm. I've got to see it as one of the good works that he set before me. I don't naturally see it that way. But when I recognize it as that, then I begin to do it with a heart that is different. 
I don't do it with begrudgingly. I can then do it as understanding, like, wow, I'm going to do this in faith to the glory of God. And, uh, and then it's exciting, right? Laundry in and of itself might – some of you weirdos think it's therapeutic. Jen does not. Uh, <laughs> Jen hates it. But when she can see it that way, it makes a real difference. The glory of God is our chief end, to glorify him but to also enjoy him. We don't – to, to prop, like now, what John Piper would say is we glorify God by enjoying him. I don't like that tweak personally. Um, I, I think that God you know, is most glorified in us when we are satisfied in him. He'll say that kind of thing, and I think that's fine. But I, 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 I don't know that it's a totally helpful or accurate way to, to put it. I, I don't know. I just feel a little uncomfortable. I just got a text from your wife, by the way. Okay. She said, um, here are some links for you to read about that argument we were having on nutrition. Oh, you got it. And then I said, I said, what is this pseudoscience nonsense? (laughs) And then I said, just kidding. And then she gave me thumbs up. So anyway, um, I've muted it. I don't know what I was saying, but something about glorifying God. This is our chief end, right? That's Piper's thing. So I like Piper. I I really enjoy his books on this issue. But, you know, to say that, well, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him, I think that's a truth. But I don't like parsing it out necessarily in the Christian hedonism way all the time because sometimes it feels like we are putting our happiness or our joy first. I know he wouldn't say that. I know he doesn't believe that. But it can feel that way by some of the people that pick it up and run with Mm -hmm. it. So I do think that we glorify God by faith and love in obedience and that when we're doing that, we are enjoying him. Absolutely. We're not doing those things we cannot enjoy him. That's how I think about it. Big thanks to Jeff Landon of Mission Aware for sponsoring today's episode. You can head on over to missionaware.com slash docandevo and uh, use the promo code docandevo. Save $10 on all orders over $50. Dollars. 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 Not J- pennies. Dollars. But we want to thank somebody else, don't we? Me. For what? For everything. Why don't you thank me? Thanks, Joe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. You can click on the Contact Us page, the Sign Up page, get on our email list. You can head on over to iTunes, leave an honest five-star review. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content at some point. Stop saying it. On Fridays. It's getting old. Nobody Later. It's not coming. Later. No, it's never coming. Later. You later. Later. Later you. Later you. Later. We'll talk about it later. 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 Just hang. Stop the recording. Later. 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 Hey, guys. Later. 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 Stop it. No. Stop it. Hit the button. I'm not going to hit it. All right, go. Okay. Later. Later. No. Later.